Today's episode of Market Zero is brought to you by TheGrandSlamDunk.com, featuring sports talk, pop culture critiques, and enough nonsense to fill a stadium. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or just visit the website. Market. Welcome back and welcome home to the Market Zero Podcast. It is March 6th. 2017. I am Uncle Ben, recording to you in Knoxville, Tennessee, in my southern den. In the last couple episodes of the Market Zero podcast, we have gone all in on the NBA. We have gone all in on the NFL. We have gone all in on spring training and the Major League Baseball that is coming to our televisions with spring training and what have you. We've been all about that. We've glanced over the National Hockey League. Did a little bit with G Money last week where we talked about the Colorado Avalanche, but if we're going to do hockey on the Market Zero podcast, then we have to bring in my friend out in North Dakota, South Dakota, one of the Dakotas, the real Bass Guy. What's going on, Bass Guy? How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. It's, it's been a while. We haven't, you and I haven't podcasted since uh, post Summer Olympics, if you can believe such things, my friend. Yeah, that's right. Holy crap, it's been that long. Right. A lot of things have transpired since then. <laughs> the state of least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it, man. You uh, you are our resident hawks, hockey expert. You are the hockey guy. The NHL, training, the NHL training deadline happened last week, March 1st, I believe. We've had a couple days to get some things under... Under our belt in terms of viewing and understanding what's going on. My question to you is, who is the biggest winner at the NHL trade deadline? Well, I'll start off by saying that this year's trade deadline was kind of anticlimactic. I mean, there wasn't a, really a whole lot of movement. Mm-hmm. I know, um, you know, we're in Colorado. You know, we were so used to those big blockbuster trades that Pierre Lacroix would throw in every year. You remember those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, relative, you know, relatively speaking, there wasn't really a whole a lot of big names, but the one winner I would have to pick out of this whole uh, thing would be the Washington Capitals and their acquisition of uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. Where was Shatten? Where was Kevin Shattenkirk playing? Shattenkirk was playing with the St. Louis Blues. Interestingly enough, he was the 14th overall pick in the 2007 NHL draft, and guess who picked him? Is it the Colorado Avalanche? The Colorado Avalanche. Wow, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So yep. And he went. He went to St. Louis with. In, uh, I believe he was a part of that Stashney deal. That's how he ended up in uh, St. Okay. Louis. So St. Louis gets rid of a veteran, and the Capitals load up on a veteran. They have to give up anything for that? Picks. Just, just, just picks. That, that was a big thing I've noticed a lot with this year's trade deadline. Everybody was pretty uh, conservative with what they gave up, uh, but there's a lot of picks. Um, let's see if I can find the actual because he went before the March 1st trade deadline. He actually went February 27th. Okay. So the Phoenix, or the St. Louis Blues traded. Kevin Shattenkirk and their uh, goaltender and their system, Phoenix Copley, to Washington for a first-round pick and conditional picks. And then uh, Ford, Zach Stanford, and Brad Malone. 
So what we can basically gather from that trade is St. Louis is building for the future, and Washington is pushing their chips all the way in. Well, they are. Washington is pushing in for the Stanley Cup. We're running the Stanley Cup. But the thing is, with Shattenkirk, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So he could very well end up back on the Blues next year. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So there. So Washington thing, more than likely more than likely Washington is renting him for a year, or the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Their uh, their power. I mean, their power play was deadly um, as it was. But when you put Shattenkirk running the on the point for the on the power play, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be disgusting for the rest of the year. Okay. I mean, barring any major catastrophes. The interesting thing about the trade deadline too is I think that this upcoming expansion draft has had a lot to do with the moves and the shakes that took place this year. Really? Why Why do you say that? It, well, because uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard, oh, yes. Las Vegas got a hockey team. My new favorite hockey um, team, my friend. <laughs> but the every club has an opportunity to protect players for the draft. So they can only protect so many players. Um, right. So they have the option of A, picking, protecting seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or they can protect eight skaters, forwards or defensemen, and one goaltender. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, a lot of the deals that I saw, this trade deadline kind of made me think, okay, these guys are trying to move stuff around so they don't get picked apart by this expansion draft. And that's the fear you feel like from a lot of NHL GMs is I need to move some pieces around so I protect my core? Right. Um, Or in the, like the Tampa Bay Lightning traded Ben Bishop. That's one of the trades that uh, surprised me the most. Um, Because, you know, Los Angeles goaltending, I mean, they've got Jonathan Quick. Uh You know, proven proven goaltender, two-time Stanley Cup winner. Right. And then they brought in Ben Bishop, you know, and you listen to Dean Lombardi talk and he's saying if, if insurance, you know, Quickie's coming off an injury, I want somebody else, you know, maybe they can shoulder the load. But I think that um, old Stevie Y down in Tampa Bay probably thought, well, I can't protect Ben Bishop from this uh, expansion draft. So I'm going to trade him and get some money for him and, you know, the Kings were calling. No, it makes sense, and well, and the Kings made some moves too. If you're, uh, if you happen to be a Colorado Avalanche fan, you also know that now they have Jerome Aginla, um, who they swiped from the Avalanche. G Money and I talked about that last week. Quite devastating for for my my good friend G Money, our our good friend. <laughs> More yeah. devastating, I yeah. think, for his wife than uh, than him exactly. But you know, certainly a heartbreaker for them. Um, do the Kings make a push? Have the Kings added enough? Well, they're one point out right now, one point out of a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, the St. Louis Blues are ahead of them with 69 points, and Los Angeles has 68. Um, they lost was it on Saturday to the Vancouver Canucks 4-3. to Their next game is the ninth. Uh, they got Nashville at home, which is mm-hmm. no – I mean, they're going to have to play their, play their hearts out to get one – get two points out of Nashville, so – I don't know. I mean, it, 
no, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, obviously the idea of trading Iggy to the, the Kings maybe was to give him one last shot at a contender. That's what they were you saying. Um, but, no, I don't see – I really don't see the Los Angeles Kings making it. So that kind of – and and that was that was kind of a question that I had for you um, – in, in, later on down the list, in what's the better wild card race? Is it the Western Conference or is it the Eastern Conference? And if we stay in the West, you look at it. The Kings are knocking on the door. They're only a point out. It looks like if I'm if I'm reading this correctly. Right. Um, and if St. Louis is offloading some pieces, but did St. Louis trade anybody else or was it just uh, Stattenkirk? They traded Shattenkirk, uh, a goalie that's in their Not farm good. system, okay. and some conditional picks. Now the conditional picks that St. Louis gave up. I believe um, they're second-round picks right now, but if the Washington Capitals win the Stanley Cup, they become first-round picks. Wow, okay. So it would seem like St. Louis then is, you know, is kind of building for the future while getting rid of one piece. Um, do you see that race in the Western Conference? You don't think L.A. gets it? Do you think Winnipeg? Maybe charge up there. They're not too far out of the out of the realm of possibility. There. What about Vancouver? They're Vancouver's not, sitting at sixty-three um, points. What do you think? I think it might be it might be Los Angeles and St. Louis. You know, on the last day of the regular season, and it might come down to um, you know a shootout win or, or something crazy like that. But I I just I don't see Los Angeles. Uh, you know, making a, a real strong push. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've got some question marks on defense. I mean, nobody's scoring on their offense. Um, I mean, 161 goals for this year. I mean, that I mean, that's a little low, especially for them and with all the high-priced talent that they have on their team, like Andre Kopitar and Marion Gabrick. Um, you know, these guys are perennial 30-goal scorers, and they're just not – they're not putting the puck in the net. But then again, too – you know, we saw it in 2013, was mm-hmm. it? 2012, when they went in as the eighth seed and won the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, all you got to do is get hot at the right time. This but if the question right. is, does Los Angeles make the playoffs? I'd say no. So you're going no, a real Bass guy exclusive. Mm-hmm. No to the Kings uh, getting into the Western Conference. If you look at the Eastern Conference, what do you think about this wild card race? I think this wild card race is the one to watch. Okay. Um, now New York, the Rangers have tied up. I mean, they've they've locked up that number one wild card. That's what it looks like. Um, and if you if you look at it, the road, I think the road out of the what, uh, Eastern Conference is going to go through the Metropolitan Division um, between Washington, Columbus, and the Rangers. I mean, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is in there too. I mean, all all yeah, of the about the Penguins, bro. So Come on. Now. What's that? Don't forget about the Penguins now. Come on, bro. Yeah, you can't sleep on the Penguins. Absolutely cannot sleep on the Penguins. Um, but as far as the wild card race goes, the Islanders are in that second wild card position right now. They've got 71 points. And then only three points separates uh, Philadelphia, who's at 68, and, then, and they're in the sixth seed. You know, And then you've got New York mm-hmm. at 71 in the second seed. So it's really... Philly, Tampa, Florida, or Toronto gets hot. I mean, it's anybody's it's anybody's race. 
It definitely seems like mm-hmm. you have more teams in the mix in the East, at the bottom at least. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Washington right. pretty I much mean, has the number one seed locked up with 95 points. I mean, they're not getting rid of that, right? Like, they're going to hold on to that, no. you think? No, they'll take the number one. They'll probably win the President's Trophy again. Okay. Um, I mean, they're just, they're so strong. They're like, it, but, you know, that's all fine and good, but, you know, if you're not playing hockey in June. Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. What uh, If we uh, circle back to the trade deadline, what was the most surprising trade to you? The most surprising trade, I would say, probably a tie between the Ben Bishop deal with L.A. That okay. was kind of surprising. And then the Blackhawks reacquisition of Johnny Oduya. I don't understand that one. Why is that? Um, because, well, here's a guy. He played 37 games this year. Uh, he was put on the IR November 20th with a lower body injury. I mean, we know it's his ankle. Um, you know, injured again. He was listed as day-to-day on December 20th. January 18th, he's listed day-to-day. And then March 3rd of this year, he's still, he has yet to play a game for the Chicago Blackhawks. They're saying he might go, um, I believe, their next game, which I think is Thursday. Um, he may go then, but he's still listed as day-to-day with an ankle injury. So... Um, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, really. Why would you, you know, go back to Johnny Oduya who is hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and then not to mention hurt, but then, you know, expect him to come right in post injury and play at that level where he, you know, he was when the Blackhawks won, you know, those cups a couple years ago. Yeah, that one I do not understand. Well, the Blackhawks look like they are sitting second in the Central right now. They got 89 points. That's the second best in the Western Conference. Um, So, surprising move for you with what they picked up. Um, Do you think it'll affect them moving forward in a positive or a negative way? What do you think? Well, I mean, it really depends on how much ice time ice time he gets. I mean, okay. you know, um, obviously you're going to want to play the guy. You're going to want him to get into game scenarios and get him, mm-hmm. you know, get him confident before the playoffs. Um, but really, um, I don't think it would affect him much at all. Yeah. Because you got got a lot of guys on the back end there that, that can kind of pick up if, you know, there's a, uh, a mistake on the back end or whatever. But they're between – uh, Schmaltz, Hayes, Kane, Panarin, Panic. I mean, these guys, you know, the puck just gravitates to them and they always find a way to put it in the back of the net. So, you know, while the Johnny Oduya trade surprised me, you know, why would you make that kind of move? Pick up a guy that's obviously injured and has been out the majority of the season. Um, I don't think it'll hurt him too much. Okay. Who's looked the best since the, uh, Training deadline as a team. As a team? Yep. Oh, well, Chicago is 9-1 and one in their last 10. They're um, But right now they are the hottest team in the league. But, I mean, and you've got Washington nipping at their heels. They're 7-2-1 and one mm-hmm. in their last 10. So, you know, I would probably say. Take your pick there. Take your pick. I mean, I haven't seen any drastic changes in, you know, 
since the trade deadline. Mm. But I will say that Washington is probably the most improved team. I mean, so. Is, is, this, is this finally the year for the Washington Capitals? Is this the year that they get through and they get to the Stanley Cup Finals and have the opportunity to maybe hoist Lord Stanley's Cup? What do you think, Bass Guy? Oh, man, I know. I I said it last year. I had them last year. You did. And they, and they, and they disappointed me. I think I, I marked it last year, too, didn't I? I you did. I did. No, so, thank you. <laughs> mark it yes or mark it no. Do the Washington Capitals hoist Lord Stanley's Cup? No. Yeah. No, I. Uh, as much as it pains me to say it, no. Yeah. I don't even think they'll get past the second round. Well, at all, it, it well mm-hmm. if if the playoffs started today, who would they play? They'd be the top seeds. I and so I don't get how this would work. Then would they play the Islanders? Because the Islanders are sitting at that second wild card spot, or does it? Def- and they would have the lowest point total. Yeah. Okay. And so then, yeah, they would play the Islanders. And it's looking like a second round matchup would be like Pittsburgh, Montreal, Ottawa, Boston, maybe one of those teams. If I'm doing the points right in my head, which I think I am, the Rangers maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'll say that if the Capitals have to go through Pittsburgh at any point during the playoffs, mm-hmm. forget it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> While Washington, I mean, Pittsburgh is so deep. Right. I mean, they don't necessarily have as many skilled guys mm-hmm. as, you know, uh, Washington. Um, they're deep all the way through the lineup. And they got guys, I mean, even their scorers. I mean, the Phil Kessels, the uh, Gino, uh, Evgeny Malkin. I mean, these guys are big, big guys that are fast. They play physical. You know, and, uh, you don't really see a lot of that from from Washington. Um, so in a seven game series, Pittsburgh's just going to wear you down. They're just going to grind on you and just wear you down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That and I think a lot of it's got to be mental too. You know, with Alex Ovechkin, sure. that whole Alex Ovechkin and and um, <laughs> Sidney Crosby thing. I mean, those guys are not friends. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know they you know they want to they want to beat each other badly. So. And for some reason, Sydney's always found a way to do it. He's always found a way to to beat Alex. So, um, so you're th- you're predicting more of the same. That's kind of where you're at in terms yeah, of the Washington think, Capitals. Yeah, I think the pro- President's Trophy is their Achilles' heel. Um, that's the, I, you know, when you see stuff like that, I mean, their record right now is 44, 13, and 7. I mean, they've got a plus 75 goal differential. Right. But they did this uh, last year, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, here you have a team that really hasn't had to face a whole lot of adversity. You know, they've been at the top for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've just kind of been there. You know, they've never had a real gut check moment where they need to come together as a group and battle their way in. You know, and that's where you see a lot of lower seeds, these wild card teams that have had to like 
for New York right now, every game that they play, the Islanders, every game that they play is a playoff game. And the same thing with Toronto, Florida, Tampa Bay, and Philly. Every game that they play is a playoff game. So they are going to be at that playoff intensity, you know, for the rest of the year. So teams like that have the ability to catch a team like Washington, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Montreal, Ottawa, catch them sleeping, you know, because they're already at that level where, you know, everybody else has to catch up to them. I got you. I got you. I got you. If you were, um, if you were a hockey god, Ryan, if you were up in the heavens and you were able to have your choice as to who would square off in the Stanley Cup Finals, who would you want to see? Like, what would be a good matchup for you? Who comes out of the East? Who's that team that you're kind of rooting for? And then who's coming out of the West? Who's that team that you're kind of rooting for? Wow, that's a good one. Did I just break your brain, man? Man. That's like one of those questions where you're like, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? (laughs) What do you base your decision on, you know? I'm just saying, man. I'd love but then I'd love that good decision, too. What's the matchup you want to see? Like, Like, for, you know, for the NFL, I want, I want to see the Steelers play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Like, that's what I wanted last year. I thought that would have been a great Yeah, that would have been, yeah, that would have been a good That would have been great. And I'm sick of, I'm sick of the New England shit. I don't want to see it anymore. Now, granted, I'm a homer. I'm a Steeler fan. So, I knew the Steelers were going to be in the hunt. I knew they were going to have an opportunity. Like, it was going to be great. And now, you know, you're in a position, you know, the team, the team of your youth, the team of your youth that you grew up in is, uh, well, not to dishearten anybody, but they're minus 91 in point differential. Um, they're yeah. 17, 44, and 3. So what I'm asking you... <laughs> if you had to choose... Not to jam an ice pick in your already wounded, wounded foot from that. What would be a dream matchup for you in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals? What would you like to see? I mean, in a perfect, perfect world, I mean, if all the stars align... There you go. And Mercy aligned with Venus... <laughs> You know, I think it would be kind of cool to see a Nashville-Columbus Stanley Cup final. Because, um, I mean, here you have two teams that are, are uh, you know, been a long road to get to this point. And Columbus <laughs> has surprised a lot of people. They're a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so, I mean, that would be kind of neat to see. I think, um, unfortunately... You know, I don't think anybody would watch. <laughs> because um, you have transplants all over the continental United States, you know, right. from Pittsburgh or from Boston or New York or Chicago, Minnesota, that would want to see those teams. Um, as much as I really, really, really don't like the Minnesota Wild, mm-hmm. cannot fucking stand the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> like um, most Colorado Avalanche fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fucking hate the Wild. Um, they'd be kind of neat to see um, in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I think it's probably a good matchup. A good matchup for them would be Montreal. Um, both guys could probably bang away at it for mm-hmm. a couple. 
Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, yeah. No, I like where you're going with uh, Columbus and Nashville. I like the, uh, I like the thought that the Nashville Predators would uh, get to the Stanley Cup Finals before Barry, because Barry Trotz was the coach in Nashville, right? Before he right, went to Washington, right? Yeah, yeah that would be and great. He went, I mean, that would yeah. be. It's I mean, Barry Trotz, Trotz, Trotz. hockey on the map in Nashville. I got that team kind of where right. they they got. You know, I mean, it would kind of be. I mean, I, I know I marked it. I said no, the Washington Capitals wouldn't go to the Stanley Cup final, but that'd be kind of that'd be cool, bittersweet, mm-hmm. eh? Mm-hmm. You know, Washington, Nashville, Stanley Cup final. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good good storyline. I kind of like the. Uh, I'd like to see. Uh, you know, I'd like to see the Canadians and maybe, uh, you know, maybe Edmonton, maybe Calgary. I mean, I don't know. Calgary's surging right now. They're eight one and one. Um, but I like the yeah. thought of an all, an all Canada Stanley Cup. I think that would be cool. But you know, I'm that would be right huge for the for the for the game of hockey. Yeah. I mean, as it, I mean, I don't, I don't think any Canadian. No, they didn't. No Canadian teams made the playoffs last year. They didn't have a team in the playoffs. Yeah, that sucks. Or so right now, Sorry, I missed yeah, you've got three. You right. know, three of your, three of your four, you know, are in the are in the playoffs. But I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think an Edmonton, you know, Calgary would be mm-hmm. fun to watch. You know, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of jumped on the Canadians bandwagon here ever since Colorado season went to the toilet. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm, so you always got to have a backup plan, right? Well, and you're staying true. Thing. It's an original six team. I got no problem with that. I got no problem with that. Yeah. No problem no. with that. The Avs, and, um, and this can kind of segue into the last thing I wanted to talk to you about. The, the Avs just, I mean, they didn't even put up a fight this year, dude. I mean, man, we, they you know, we stated the record. No. You know, I stated the record. 17-44-3, 37 points. Um the next closest team to them in points is Arizona with 53, you know. So they're they're 16 points back from the next closest team. Their goal differential minus 91, like 8, 21, and 2 at home. That's horrible, man. Like I and I I feel yeah. I I just feel bad. And I said this in our last podcast with G Money Grant. Like you know, we were we were kids when. You know, they brought the first championship to Colorado, and that was such a cool thing to be a part of. And just to see them now at the bottom of the barrel of the league is rough. If, yeah. if Basque, if you were the GM, what, were the, what, what would be the first three things you would do to fix the Colorado Avalanche? Is that another loaded question? Did I just drop a bomb on you, my friend? No, because I've been thinking about this one for a long time. Good. And... Honestly, you you got to blow it up. Okay. I mean, you have to. I mean, you can't you can't dance around this anymore. So your first step you is, blow is it up. nuclear. Uh, Shane, <laughs> get rid of him while you get some money for him. Boom, uh, fired. Landeskog. Boom, fired. What's that? <laughs> Landeskog fired. Duchesne fired. Landeskog gone. <laughs> I mean, and the thing the, the thing is, is yeah. the problem with Landeskog is you're not going to get any money for him. You're not going to get anything for him. Right. You know he's he's busted he's you know he's not the prolific you know winger that we, everybody said he was going to be you know he's a bust um so really you, you got to cut ties i mean i understand the um the attachment that denver and colorado has with these guys dutchy and landis and 
but you got to let him go. I mean, you, you have to. I don't know what they were thinking when they picked up Rene Bork. Um, you know, he's trade bait. I, you know, used him to sweeten the deal. Mm-hmm. Blake Como, not a bad pickup, but I mean, he's not the type of player that you want him to be. Um, you know, he doesn't really fit well with our system. Uh, you know, Jared Bednar, I mean, he's, he came out and said he wants this to be a team of speed. He wants to play to our strengths. Well, you've really only got, you know, three guys that are fast, and everybody else just kind of is there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Matt Nieto edition. I think that was – I think he's he'll be okay. Um, but really what we've got to do is we got to get some fucking defensemen. I mean <laughs> – like, um, not to put too fun point on it, but you know, our decor sucks. I mean, <laughs> tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I'll tell, I mean, I. The whole team sucks. I mean, you can't. You can't <laughs> there's no bright spot. So I agree with you. Five, blow it up, and then so you get rid of you get rid of all those forwards, and then you would start on defense. Start rebuilding on defense. Yeah, I mean you have. I mean you, you start from the net out, right? I right. mean, start from the net out. You, I mean, I don't think our goalie situation is as bad as it looks. I mean, Calvin Pickard is doing everything he fucking can, but I mean the problem is our defensemen can't clear out the own, their own end. Um, you know, there's they're not physical guys. I mean, if you look at, I mean, this with the with the exception of Francois Beauchemin, I would say, or maybe Mark Barbario a little bit, but they're not big physical defensemen. These these guys are, um, you know, kind of poke and pray, you know, kind of rub you out on the wall there a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not real knockdown, drag-out defensemen. You know, and you need those. I mean, none of these guys would be in the top, top six defensemen on any team, I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, on any other team, you know, I don't think these guys would dress on a regular basis. So you blow it up, you get rid of, you gut the roster, you rebuild from, and you're talking from the goalie on out back in defense, which is, you know, the Avs, for all intents and purposes, they're going to have the number one pick in the draft this year. Um, yeah. Is it is it you take the best available player? Like, is that where you start with that first pick, or do you more go kind of how you want to build your hockey team? I would probably go and how you want to build your hockey team. Okay. Because this year, looking at the, the North American Central Scouting Report, there really isn't anybody coming out that is this clear-cut number one pick. Okay. You know what I mean? Where last year we had Patrick Line A, we had Austin Matthews, and, and we had a crop of young talent come through the league. Mm-hmm. This year, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're great hockey players. I mean, obviously, I mean, they wouldn't be where they are if they weren't, but there's no definitive number one pick. So you, you're really not going to get a marquee player this year, mm-hmm. you know, and um, the only bright spot, though, is that the University of Defenseman a University of Denver defenseman, Will Butcher, um, I think he's a senior this year. So um, big defenseman, University of Denver, offensive defenseman. He's great in his own end, really takes care of his own end. So mm-hmm. he's an avalanche draft pick. 
So hopefully, you know, he'll make the jump. And then really, you know, once he makes that jump, hopefully, God willing, <laughs> he's able to play at this level. Right. You know what I mean? He's able to, to, to play. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd say blow it up. Um, and even if you're just getting draft picks in return, yeah. I mean, as terrible as that sounds, you know, draft picks, you know, that way you can own the majority of the draft and, and get everybody that you want, you know. Something definitely has to happen, and the abs are going to have an opportunity, um, you know, to at least, I mean, that, that's what you do as an Avalanche fan anyway, is, you know, you just look till next year, because what you have to look forward is the draft and all the wonderfulness with mock drafting comes. So I'm sure you'll be checking all of that stuff out. You you tend to enjoy that stuff. You gave us good stuff last year. When is, uh, when's the Frozen Four? So it's getting ready to come up, man. We've got, um, so this past weekend was the last weekend for regular season. So now we're moving into the uh, NCHC playoffs. So um, we've got this weekend at the campus site. So okay. University of North Dakota, I believe. I don't I don't know if they're going to play here, if they're going to be away. I don't know if they are got a good enough record to play. Mm-hmm. Um, have home ice. But the University of Denver, <laughs> let me check my sources here, uh, pal. But I believe, I believe they are on an 11, 11 win tear. Oh, there you go. And they, they own the, the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, the NCHC. And as of Friday, when I looked at the Parawise ranking, the college hockey ranking, uh, they were number one in the nation. There you go. So... Hopefully they don't shit the bed <laughs> during the tournament. Right. But um, yeah, we're getting real pumped for some uh, college hockey. Well, that'll be the, good. Uh, that'll be good. You know, because if if you're not gonna, you know, if the Avs are gonna suck, it, at least it's nice when DU is pretty good. And I was a student back when they. Uh, when they won uh, a couple national championships, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was me and uh, you know the bartender at the uh, the campus pub, um, who I'm forgetting his name. Uh, we watched the national championship game, and it was delightful. Nobody else was around. Uh, none of my classmates yep. really Beautiful. gave a shit. Um, but it's looking like from the pictures on uh, the DenverPioneers.com that uh, they've been filling the stands with uh, with this number one squad they have. So hopefully. You know, if yeah. if the pros aren't going to bring some hardware, you know, at least the university can. You know, that'd be awesome. Right. <laughs> right. And this this kid, uh, Bjorkstrom, uh-huh. um, the freshman that they got here, the, he's an amazing player. Oh, sweet. Guy's like six foot five <laughs> from Sweden <laughs> or Finland, one of the two. <laughs> Hold on, I'll pull up his uh, I'll pull up his statistics here from across the pond, mate. <laughs> yeah, Helsinki, Finland. But apparently, he his agent contacted the University of Denver and was like, "Hey, uh, he wants to play for you." Like Denver wasn't scouting him. Denver wasn't, you know what I mean? They weren't even looking at him. But this this guy called him and said, "Hey, this guy wants to wants to play for you." So they're like, oh, okay. Is that cool. legal? Can you do that? 
That's got to be against um, some rule. When you're that good, yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess. You know, I mean, at least yeah. hockey, hockey Henry. just, at least hockey is actually honest about that. And like, yeah, it's his agent, as opposed to all these football people who are like, oh, no, no, it's, it's the family's second uncle who's getting this kid to the University of Colorado, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. I mean, I guess at least they're above board. Hockey's so different. Um, on a collegiate level um, when you compare it to football. Just because you have the international element. Like, they're not recruiting, you know, the University of Alabama isn't recruiting kids, you know, in London or, (laughs) you know, to play football, you know. But the University (laughs) of Denver, you know, absolutely should have their eyes, you know, on some European squads and some Russian Russian teams, you know, because it's a different game. It's fascinating. It's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah. So the Division One Men's Ice Hockey Tournament is April 6th to the 8th Sweet. at the United Center in Chicago. Sweet. Frozen Four, baby. Yeah, so the Frozen Four uh, area, yeah. Yep, yep. And, that'll be, to it. and that'll be kicking off right around when the NHL playoffs kick off, right? Well, April, the NHL, yeah. Usually the NHL season finishes off right around mid-April. Sweet. So... Yep, so we'll finish off. Um, we'll finish off the college season and then jump right into the awesome. NHL playoffs. You know, we it, it, February is such a dead month for sports because you have you have the All Star games in in the NBA and the NHL, and those are usually duds. It's after the Super Bowl. I always go through a uh, post football depression. Um, where I don't have anything to do on Sundays and I'm lost and I don't know what to go. But now, as we kick in with March Madness, you got hockey heating up and the NBA heating up, um, as well as spring training. We got a lot happening and a lot to talk about over the next couple weeks here at the Market Zero Podcast. Bass guy, thanks for coming Congrats. on, man. I really, I really appreciate it. You got anything else you want to talk about? Oh no, I think I've gone on long enough. <laughs> I've probably made some enemies out there in the. Uh, you know. You know, I may not be as good as Stephen A. Smith, but at least I can draw the same kind of ire. There you go. There you go. Well, if you uh, if you want to uh, send a message to Bass Guy, you can always email me at ben at thegrandslamdunk.com. Um, you can also hit us up on Twitter at thegrandslamdunknowyou um, or our Facebook pages, facebook.com backslash podcast or facebook.com backslash thegrandslamdunk. Uh, send us a message, drop us a line, give uh, let us know what you uh, think of Bass Guy's NHL commentary. I'm sure he would love <laughs> to respond to it. Am I right, my friend? Oh, yeah, just give me the opportunity. That's all I have. Hey, if you happen to be a fan of the show, we would really appreciate it. If you would be so kind to leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you jack in for podcasts, we'd love some five-star input. I'm going to go ahead and underline that and say that really slowly, I guess. We would love some five-star input on what you, the fans, like about our show um, as well as what you think. We would certainly appreciate it. Thank you in advance for the five-star treatment. Bass Guy, it's been real. It's been fun. It has always been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to the brilliant Ross Palmer, along with Basin Energy Recordings, for allowing us to use his track, Ukraine. Let's go ahead and mark it, baby. Mark it. <laughs>